Good evening to you from me, Father Emil, and a warm welcome to As the Sun Sets. That's the end of the, it's the beginning of the month. It's the 1st of August, the Swiss National Day. So to any Swiss out there, we wish you a very happy Swiss National Day. Well, it's the end of the day here in South Africa. I hope you're going to have a wonderful evening. Who knows? Maybe a lot of Swiss people are going to get together this evening to celebrate the Swiss National Day. I can certainly remember in my day when I was a kid, it was a great day in my family, my father being Swiss. But it's also the feast of St. August, St. Alphonsus of Liguri, the founder of the Redemptorists. To, to any Redemptorists or any people who love the Redemptorists, who know the Redemptorists, a very, very happy feast day to you today. So we begin another month. And we begin another week as we pray the evening prayer of the church on this, the 1st of August. And let's begin by inviting the Lord to be with us and to lead us and to guide us in prayer. Because, you know, without that leadership, without that guidance, where would we be and what could we do? So we invite the Lord. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia.
You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips. Psalm 44, a royal wedding psalm. My heart overflows with noble words. To the king I must speak the song, the song I have made. My tongue as nimble as the pen of a scribe. You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips, because God has blessed you forevermore. O mighty one, gird your sword upon your thigh. In splendor and state, ride on in triumph for the cause of truth and goodness and right. Take aim with your bow in your dread right hand. Your arrows are sharp, peoples fall beneath you. The foes of the king fall down and lose heart. Your throne, O God, shall endure forever. A scepter of justice is the scepter of your kingdom. Your love is for justice, your hatred for evil. And therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above other kings. Your robes are fragrant with aloes and myrrh. And from the ivory palace you are greeted with music. The daughters of kings are among your loved ones. On your right stands the queen in gold of Ophir. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. Listen, O daughter, give ear to my words, Forget your own people and your father's house. So will the king desire your beauty. He is your lord. Pay homage to him. And the people of Tyre shall come with gifts. The richest of the people shall seek your favor. The daughter of the king is clothed with splendor, her robes embroidered with pearls set in gold. She is led to the king with her maiden companions. They are escorted amid gladness and joy. They pass within the palace of the king. Sons shall be yours in place of your fathers. You will make them princes over all the earth. And may this song make your name forever remembered. And may the peoples praise you from age to age. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. God planned to bring all things together under Christ when the fullness of time had come. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. He destined us in love to be His sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace, which He freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us. He has made known to us, in all wisdom and insight, the mystery of His will, according to His purpose, which He set forth in Christ. His purpose He set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Him, things in heaven and things on earth. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. God planned to bring all things together under Christ when the fullness of time had come. Our Gospel reading this evening we take from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 13 to 21. When Jesus received the news of John the Baptist's death, he withdrew by boat to a lonely place where they could be by themselves. But the people heard of this, and leaving the towns, they went after him. On foot. And so, as Jesus stepped ashore, he saw a large crowd, and he took pity on them, and he healed their sick. And when evening came, the disciples went to him and said, This is a lonely place, and the time has slipped by, so send the people away, they can go to the villages to buy themselves some food. But Jesus replied, There is no need for them to go. Give them something to eat yourselves. But they answered, But all we have with us is five loaves and two fish. Bring them here to me, he said. And he gave orders that the people were to sit down on the grass and then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and he raised his eyes to heaven, and he said the blessing. And then breaking the loaves, he handed them to his disciples, who gave them to the crowds. And they all ate as much as they wanted, and they collected the scraps remaining, twelve baskets full. And those who ate numbered about 5,000 men, 
to say nothing of women and children. Well, another beautiful gospel passage for us to reflect on this evening. And today we have Jesus hearing about the death of John the Baptist. And this must have cut him to the heart. He must have felt it very, very deeply. And, and not just because it was Jesus and the Son of God that he might have been able to control the situation, but he was a human being. And he knew John. And with John's dying and John's death, He's being put to death. <clears throat> I beg your pardon. Jesus felt this very deeply. He was so human, Jesus was. And so they go to a lonely place where they can be by themselves. And no doubt Jesus wanted to mourn in quiet and in silence and just pray to the Father, asking for faith and for strength just to, to ride the situation and to come to terms with the death of, of John. As you might know yourself, when there's a death in the family, how it's so difficult. You just want to be alone by yourself and come to terms with the death. And though this is what Jesus wanted him to, to, to experience, just to be by himself with the Father and to um, pray for John the Baptist, no doubt, and to ask the Lord to give him strength to face the situation. But he goes off to a lonely place. And the people followed him on foot. They knew more or less where he was going. And so when he stepped ashore, he saw the crowds. And then Matthew tells us he took pity on them and he healed their sick. Like you can imagine, Jesus, filled with the news of the death of John the Baptist, goes off to a lonely place to pray. The crowds follow him. And there were crowds. There were more than 5,000. Can you imagine that? And Jesus, Matthew says, took pity on them. His heart was broken. That's what this pity is. Something really very deep. In, in, in Hebrew, the word is chesed, and that's a deep gut feeling that Jesus had for the crowds. He Taking pity is so superficial, really, isn't it? But to have a deep gut feeling, to have a broken heart for the people, this is what Jesus experienced. And he reaches out, and he walks amongst the people, and he lays his hands on the sick and he restores them to health. But then, as evening wears on, the disciples come to him and say, tell the people to go home. What are we going to do with all these people here? Let them go to the villages and buy something to eat. And then Jesus says, you give them something to eat yourselves. And they must have thought to themselves, but Jesus, Lord, what are we going to do? All we've got are a few fish and a couple of loaves of bread. Bring them here, says Jesus. And he tells the people to sit down in groups of 50. How they managed to do all that, I don't know. But anyway, he says, tell them to sit down. Then he takes the bread and the fish. He thanks God. He breaks the bread and he gives it to the disciples. And he says, give it to the crowds and get the crowds to do the same. Get the crowds and scripture scholars tell us to share what they have with one another. This particular um, a miracle that Jesus is working here is 
a miracle of sharing. And there are many scripture scholars who say that it's not that Jesus somehow uh, miraculously multiplied bread, that the bread sort of bubbled out of a basket and just kept coming and coming like this. But the real miracle, miracle was the change of heart on the people of on the on, on the part of those people who were there, they shared what they had with one another, and that this was the great miracle. But it is a miracle of sharing. It's a miracle of abundance. And when we look at the miracle, we see that afterwards there were twelve baskets full of scraps left over. So whenever we ask the Lord for anything, he doesn't just give us what we ask for. He gives us more than we ask for, more than we need. That's the abundance. That's the gratuitous love and abundance that God has towards us. So it's a wonderful story today as Jesus takes the bread. And this is, of course, all very, very uh, reminiscent of the, the Eucharist as Jesus takes the bread gives thanks, breaks it, and gives it to his disciples. The same thing is happening here. So it's really a sign of the Eucharist, breaking bread, giving thanks, and giving it to his disciples. And that's what we are called to do ourselves, is to look at what we have and to say to ourselves, Lord, what do I do with what I have? And the Lord says, give thanks. And share what you have with others. That's the real miracle. And if today, just think about it for a moment, if today everybody who has, if everybody could share something of what they have with others, there'd be so much left over. But unfortunately, people are too often filled with greed. They want more and more and more. And we all, we're all like that in, the some, in some ways, aren't we? And so we ask the Lord today to give us the spirit that Jesus had, that spirit of, of sharing what we have with others who are in need, to give us that heart of Jesus that was broken when he saw that people were crying, that they were hungry, that they wanted healing, that they wanted something. And Jesus put himself into their shoes and felt with them. He had that deep gut feeling for those people who came in, in their thousands just to be with him. He made such a deep impression on them. And so I pray this evening that we will all just look at ourselves and, and not say, oh, but I, I, I really can't afford to give anything away. Let's ask ourselves, what can I share with others? Is it yourself? Think of, of, of Mandela Day, for example, where people were sharing 67 minutes of their time with other people to bring them some joy and happiness and some hope. What can we do with our time, with our money, with our goods, with whatever it is to bring it a bit of joy to others? Recently, when we were taking water to the Free State, for example, we had listeners, people who have... Um, trucks and businesses who responded and said, well, I've got a truck, Father. I can make my truck available to take um, water to the free state. And there was an organization called Efficient, Efficient Engineering. They didn't think twice about saying, my vehicles are available to you, Father, if you'd like to take this water down to the free state. They didn't count the cost. And that's what we need to do today is not count the cost, but to be willing to share who we are, what we are, and what we have with others. So that's the challenge, a lovely, lovely story in the gospel today about the 
abundance of God, when God gives us, when we ask the Lord for anything, he doesn't just give us what we ask for. He gives us more than we bargained for. Twelve baskets full of scraps were left over. And when we come to the Lord, we experience the true gratuitousness of the Lord towards us. May we experience some of that gratuitousness, some of that generosity of the Lord, and be challenged to be generous ourselves with who we are and what we have. Let my prayer come before you, O Lord, and let it rise in your presence like incense. Let my prayer come before you, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Let my prayer come before you, O Lord. My soul proclaims, let my soul proclaim your greatness forever, O my God. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, said Mary, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let my soul proclaim your greatness forever, O my God. Now let us give thanks to Christ our Lord, who loves and cherishes his church. Be near us, Lord, this evening. And Lord Jesus, grant that all people may be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Protect Pope Francis and Duncan and Booty, our bishops. Help them, Lord, in your strength and mercy. Support those who meet with difficulty and disappointment. Renew their confidence and sense of purpose. In Christ, our loving Lord, in your kindness, be with the sick and the poor, the weak and the dying. Bring them your comfort. We commend to you all those who, in their lifetime, shared in the sacred ministry. Let them praise you forever in heaven. And today, Lord, on the Feast of St. Alphonsus, we pray for the Redemptorist congregation, for the wonderful work they do, for the hope and the inspiration they bring people. Bless their ministry and bless them with many fervent vocations. And today, being the Swiss National Day, we pray for Switzerland. I pray for my father, especially today, and for what Switzerland has done in so many ways to promote and encourage the gospel and the good news through their kindness and generosity by sharing their abundance with people in so many parts of the world. 
our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord God, today on the Feast of St. Alphonsus, we pray that you never cease to give new saints to your church as a pattern of holy living, and help us to imitate St. Alphonsus in his zeal for souls, that we may share his reward in heaven. We make our prayer through Christ our Lord. Now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always. Misericordias Domini, beautiful music from Teze. And that brings us to the end of our evening program. Thank you very much for joining me, Father Emil. Do stay tuned to Radio Veritas. We pray the Angelus in the moment and then the beautiful prayer of the Rosary. And so from me, Father Emil, for now it's good night and God bless. <laughs>